Welcome to the Redeeming Productivity Show. This is the podcast that helps Christians get more done and get it done like Christians. I am your host, Reagan Rose. Well, welcome to another episode of the show. Uh, The pandemic continues, lockdown continues. Um, We just heard here in Los Angeles County that we are going to be shut down now they've extended it through uh, May 15th. So people were anticipating that, but it has happened. And so we will continue to be at home, um, social distancing. And now uh, I guess they're mandating that we wear masks out in public. So I mean, everyone's saying it. These are really weird times that we're living in. Uh, this is a strange bit of history. And we will see how it all pans out in the end. But nevertheless, we have to keep living our lives, and so we need to keep seeking as Christians to glorify God with our lives and to steward them well, and so we will keep trying to be productive in the midst of all of this, and hopefully this uh, show can be a resource to you as you pursue that as well, even in the midst of this lockdown. Um, One of the things that uh, has been interesting to me as I've talked to other people about their experience with being stuck at home and uh, not being able to go into the office or uh, be around other people. A lot of the folks that I've talked to have have really been enjoying it. I mentioned this a little bit last week. Um, But one of the things that I keep hearing people say, and I've been experiencing too, is it's somewhat um, relaxing is probably the wrong word, but some of the pressure is off. Um, some of the pressure that we're used to, that urgency, that busyness. Um, of course, you know, I and many of you I, I know are, are working from home. And so you're still doing these things, but some of that, um, those stressors and stuff have been pulled back and it's given us opportunities to be a bit more reflective about what we're doing. So I don't know if you guys are feeling similar to that, but um, it caused me to reflect a little bit and think about that issue of urgency. And so I thought that'd be a good thing to talk about um, this week. And there'll be a complimentary uh, blog post on this. So if you want to read a version of this, I'll release that as well. Um, One of the things I noticed growing up is I'm not a very good student. In fact, my teachers noticed it too, and and my parents. (laughs) And... I I wasn't organized. That's one of the reasons I'm interested in productivity is because I, I'm not good at it and I want to improve. I wasn't organized. I didn't plan well. And, and mostly the issue was I just didn't care that much. I really didn't care that much about school. Um, but of course, I, I didn't want to fail and, and I didn't want to get in trouble. And so I would typically turn in my assignments on time. And a lot of times, it was a very stress-filled, last-minute sprint to finish a paper or a project and get it in at the last second, even though it had been assigned uh, weeks or uh, many, many days in advance of when it was due, I just would wait until the last minute. And I became dependent on deadlines and and the rush that that gave me in order to perform and be focused and actually motivated to complete something. Uh, I needed that little pill called urgency. And that's what I want to talk about is urgency really is like a drug. Um, 
even like a small dose of urgency, of, of a deadline, of, of some last minute thing, it grants us this kind of um, high where we, we, we're more focused, we're more motivated, we kind of just have to pull together, everything else becomes uh, less essential because we gotta get this thing done because it's due tomorrow. And so I can't procrastinate anymore. And so you get have that now or never high. And when an urgency's alarm kind of sounds in our head, you can't really go through those things that sometimes paralyze us where we're trying to decide priority or, or analyze what's the best thing I should do next. You just need to go, 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 go. I think that some of us can become addicted to urgency. And maybe that's some of what you're experiencing right now. If you're you're working from home, for example, and you don't have... Uh, the urgency of being in an office environment or, or being uh, um, out on a workforce with, with people saying, do this now, now you need to do this. Hey, where's that thing I asked for? But you're being left somewhat to your own devices to get things done and you find yourself procrastinating. It could be that that's an indication that you, my friend, are an urgency addict and you need urgency in order to perform your job or do anything. And that's not good because... Yeah, pragmatically, or maybe just practically, urgency does work. And I think that's really kind of the problem is urgency works to make us focused and more motivated. And that's why we become addicted to it. But that addiction to urgency, I think, reveals that we aren't thinking biblically about our work and responsibilities. If I need a deadline in order to do work, I think that that uh, reveals a deficiency in how I think about work. So, snorting deadlines. <laughs> That's so clever. Uh, it's no wonder, I think, that some people can become addicted to urgency. Like I said, it does work. It's that boss who holds everybody to artificial deadlines because he knows that himself can't get the motivation to do anything done unless there's a deadline. So, he makes up deadlines for stuff and doles them out because he, that's the only way he knows how to keep people motivated. Or maybe it's the coworker whose hair is always on fire um, and they're perpetually bristling at even the smallest interruption because they're like, no, no, no I have to get this thing done. There's an urgent thing. And so they're always freaking out about you asking them for something. And that's because they're addicted to urgency. Or take it out of the work life, take it into home life. And maybe it's the couple or the person who requires the pressure of having guests over to finally get off their butts and pick the place up a little bit. Guilty. Um, guilty, definitely. Is where you need that urgency in order to fulfill the responsibilities you should be doing anyway. That makes you an urgency addict. But one of the things that these types of people all have in common, though you know, it can manifest in different ways. One of the things they all have in common is that while it may take that ticking time bomb of urgency to get them moving, when the pressure is on, they do get stuff done. They do perform. And that perpetuates the cycle. The fact that urgency does work to motivate and help you to focus it, that perpetuates you being dependent on urgency in order to do anything. In other words, urgency is addicting because it works. But like any drug, urgency can have its side effects. And that's the problem here with, with urgency and being addicted to it and needing it to fulfill your responsibilities. 
You've probably heard the uh, expression, the tyranny of the urgent. The tyranny of the urgent. I love that expression because it's just, it sums up in such a pithy way the problem of being addicted to urgency. Um, and it's popular for a reason. Those junkies who repeatedly submit themselves to urgency's yoke, they're going to find her to be a fickle taskmaster. Because urgency, it doesn't value priorities and processes, right? The, the, the reason urgency is bad, the side effect of it, is it causes you to prioritize things that aren't necessarily important. And if you've read any productivity literature or, um, you know, Stephen Covey, I think, talks about this in Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, is that whole matrix of the difference between urgent and important, that uh, something can be urgent without it being important, and something can be important without it being urgent. Um, so, for example... A phone call, right? Your phone rings. Bring, bring, bring. That wasn't a sound effect. I made that with my mouth. I know. Call. What's that guy's name? Something Winslow from the Police Academy movies, who can do all those sound effects. Call him because um, I think he's got a new rival in place. Because I, yeah, I made that sound effect myself. Anyway, um, your phone rings, right? <laughs> and that's an that's an example of something that's urgent because it's it's demanding your attention. Answer me. Answer me. That doesn't necessarily mean that it's urgent. So you you pick up that phone, and it could be you know like right now I'm getting all these stupid robocalls from political candidates, and you're like oh that's not important. But guess what? Because it was urgent, and you chose to um, to answer and entertain that, and it crowded out something that might genuinely have been important. And so there are other things that need to be done that are genuinely important and you should be prioritizing in your life that you might never do because they don't come with urgency. And so you constantly push those things aside and push them off. And in fact, ironically, entertaining urgent things, right? So an email, phone call, um, the constant busyness of office life, for example, or just home life where you just do whatever the next thing is that's kind of demanding your attention. Ironically, that actually makes you less productive because you're not doing what's most important. You're only doing what is demanding your attention. And so learning uh, to forego sometimes that phone call or that email where someone's urgently demanding help, but it's not in line with what you should be doing or what is most important, that is one of the most critical uh, tasks for a productive person to be able to do or or most critical skills, I should say, to be able to say no to something that is not urgent or that is urgent, but not important. It's one of the hardest things you'll ever learn to do, but it is the most helpful in guiding you towards living a life that is actually productive, where your day-to-day work and your week-to-week work and, and what you spend your time on is actually in line with your priorities. And if you're a Christian with kingdom priorities, um, that you have to learn that. Otherwise, you will just be tossed to and fro from every urgent thing that comes your way. The other side effect of urgency is the quality. So, so urgency doesn't care about priority because it will shove aside more important stuff, but it also doesn't care that much about quality, right? Because it waits to the last minute, because it's so deadline-driven, it will forego quality as long as you can kind of 
check it off and turn it in. And so back to the example I give of myself of my poor studenthood, hmm, uh, you, you, if a paper is due, for example, for school, and you've waited to the last minute, this is not something you're going to uh, review and review and view. Oftentimes, and I did this guilty um, in my undergrad days, is I would turn in a first draft of a paper. I did it a lot of times, which in hindsight, now that I do more writing and stuff, that's kind of insane. Like that's like, that's like I should be in in a home for for people who turn in first drafts, because <laughs> that's nuts um, with writing or with anything. But that's what urgency does. It says just finish it, just do it, do the bare minimum, and get that in. Don't worry about making it great. And then urgency says now on to the next manufactured emergency. See see what the problem is. And do you see how this doesn't really square with biblical values? Like our work needs to be done with quality. We need to be working as unto the Lord, it says. Um, and, and doing skilled work in God's power for his glory and to serve others, that has to be guided by more than just the beep, 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 this thing's due tomorrow. You got to do it. You have to plan better. We have to do a better job being guided by what's important and not popping those pills of urgency every time we need a little boost in focus or energy. Um, because listen, like, like I've been saying, urgency does work. And, and sometimes these things intersect. Sometimes something is urgent and important. I think that this happens at work all the time. Uh, for example, if your boss tells you, this is, hey, we need to do this and we need to get this out today. Well, guess what? Your boss dictates what your priorities are for you. So if your boss tells you this is due today, this is what you need to focus on, that's great because now you have some guidance because that's both urgent, needs to be done today, and it's important because the one who sets your priorities at work, your boss, is telling you it is. And so that's okay. And look, in those times, take that that extra boost of energy and focus and and ride that wave that urgency provides to get that thing done and knock it out of the park and, and forget about everything else for a time. Just don't become addicted to it. Don't require urgency to be focused and motivated in your work. Because if you do, what happens is your work appears productive in the short term. And so this is, this is why I think this is so critical, especially as we talk about productivity, is this looks productive. It's so deceiving because a person who's driven by the urgent, you'd be like, that guy's so busy. He's always doing something. He's always on a, oh wow. He's knocking things off his checklist. That's excellent. That's great. He's just doing all this stuff. The problem is that is exactly what he's doing. And that's all he's doing stuff. There isn't, if there's no guiding, uh, tell us, tell us, you can tell I went to seminary. Uh, there's no guiding purpose to what he's doing. There's no goal in mind. Um, there he's just doing whatever is coming across his plate, right? He's, uh, swinging at every pitch. I don't know baseball, but that sounds like a good analogy. Um, and so it looks productive, but in the long term, it's not because it is urgent, but it is aimless. And don't do that. Don't be driven by things that are urgent, but aimless. There has to be a direction towards which you're heading. And those who are addicted to urgency, they, they are poor judges of importance. And a life filled with only urgent tasks is unlikely to produce lasting results in the things that matter. 
you will not produce lasting results in the things that matter if you only give your attention to what is most urgent. So we gotta go cold turkey on this thing. We need to get unaddicted to urgency. There's probably a word for that, de-addicted. Um, I don't know, there's a word for it, but I don't really care. So we need a better way, we do. Um, and while we can appreciate the focus that urgency supplements in times when that's necessary, if we're gonna steward a life of meaningful productivity, we have to find a way to be focused and motivated apart from urgency's nagging needle. So I think, so what, what, what's going on here? What's the problem exactly? So I'm talking about the problem of being addicted to urgency, but what is it that's happening? I, I think that if, if I were to summarize why I think it's bad for, specifically for Christians to be addicted to urgency, is it's, it's um, leaning on a disordered motivation, right? You, the reason you're needing this urgency to drive you is because you're not being driven to focus or be motivated by the things that should drive you. So um, what happens is, right, urgency kind of summons this drive through the imminent threat of consequences. If I don't finish X by noon, my boss is going to be mad at me. If, if I don't turn in this paper by the deadline, I'll fail the class, right? So Im imminent threat of consequences is what's driving you and motivating you and giving you that focus to zero in and push everything aside and say, okay, I'm going to do this now. And those statements, the, those threats of consequences are true and, and real and legitimate reasons to complete your assignments, assigned tasks on time. But what's wrong with leaning on them is a couple of things. First, you're setting yourself up for the sin of worry. When, when you depend on imminent consequences to motivate you, you basically are living a life where you're constantly putting yourself in the position to be tempted to sinful anxiety, sinful worry. The Apostle Paul writes um, in Philippians 4, 6, be anxious for nothing, right? But when you rely on deadlines for your motivation, you are really relying on anxiety. And, and, and it's wrong. It's, that type of worry is wrong. So why would we deliberately put ourselves into situations where we incite ourselves to sin against God by um, worrying and, and having anxiety instead of relying on him? The second reason I think that um, being motivated by urgency is dangerous or bad for the Christian is not just because you're setting yourself up for the sin of anxiety, but second, because when you depend on urgency to motivate you, you're actually doing the work for the wrong reasons. Because if you think about it, it's not actually the due date that's compelling you to complete your assignment on time. It's not the due date. It's, it's like I was saying, it's the fear of repercussions if you don't meet it. It's that imminent threat of consequences. And what are those consequences? Well, they fall into a couple of categories, um, depending on the urgent thing. What, what is it that you're afraid is going to happen if you don't do this thing on time? Well, a lot of it's loss of reputation, right? 
Uh, people are going to think less of me because I didn't do it. Could be your employment might be in jeopardy. You say, I got to turn this in. My boss is going to fire me. Or it might put me on a track towards where they start thinking less of me and I get passed over for a, a promotion. Um, it might be status that, that you want to be esteemed at a certain level and you might be knocked down because you don't um, meet uh, expectations for people in, in things that they expect to be done at a certain time. Uh, or grades, right? Which I think is also reputational or even um, aspirational about what what you can do with your life if you get better grades, the opportunities that open up for you. But notice something. I, I named several things, there, and I'm sure there's many more we could name. But do you see what they all have in common? Reputation, employment, status, grades, all that. What is it? They all have the same focal point. Me. It's all about me. That urgency stuff, it is me. That is why the anxiety, that's why the worry, that's why you're compelled to, to rush forward and finish it, is it all has to do with you. The fear of man is in the captain's chair. And, and we're told in Proverbs 29, 25, that the fear of man is a snare. That if we live our, our lives where we make decisions based on, purely on what others will think of us, that that ends up being a snare. That's, that leads you down a road that certainly is not going to be pleasing to God. And it's not going to bear good fruit in your own life. We cannot live our lives simply by what other people think of us. And those who are compelled by urgency and who are addicted to it, I think uh, that's exactly the position you put yourself into, where it's the fear of man that's motivating you. And when we let urgency be the chief motivator, we aren't doing our work out of a desire to please the Lord or to serve others. We're doing it for our own sake. And, and that's the wrong reason. This is why it's wrong. In God's eyes, it's not, I say this all the time, but it's not just the work itself that matters. He cares about why we're doing it. He cares where our heart is at in what we're doing. And if the reason that I'm doing this thing that, that's urgent is purely only for my own reputation, I'm not even thinking about uh, glorifying God through it. I'm not even thinking about, is this, is this important in how I can best serve other people? But it's just about maintaining my, my reputation. It's the wrong motivation. It's the wrong reasons to be doing it. Uh, and then lastly, I think third, when, when you rely on urgency to supply your motivation, you're also letting it dictate your priorities. And I've kind of hinted at this throughout. And I think this is really a major problem, at least from the perspective of productivity and long-term what you're trying to actually accomplish with your life. If you're addicted to urgency, it is setting your priorities for you. You're not setting them. Whatever the next thing that's due is, is, is demanding that you do it. And so if you only do what's most urgent, rarely are you going to be working on what's most important. It's just rare that those things are always going to line up. And that, my friends, is a stewardship problem. Part of your responsibility before God is to utilize the resources that have been entrusted to you for maximum effectiveness with your life. And that requires planning and prioritization. It does. But urgency cares very little for planning and prioritization. And thus, you're, you will find that a life that is addicted to urgency is not actually even headed in any kind of specific defined direction. Because it's not aimed at anything. It's just whatever comes across the plate. 
And that is just going to lead you not to where you want to go. It's going to lead you to an unproductive life, both temporally and in, in the eternal sense, that you're not doing those things which uh, befit a, a citizen, citizen of the kingdom of God. You're not doing those things um, which glorify God and serve others. You're driven by the wrong things. And so you say, okay, well, I see your point, Reagan. This is a great point. So glad I listened to this episode. So glad I watched the uh, this on YouTube. Uh, this has just been so helpful. Well, I'm glad to hear you say that in my own voice. Uh, but what do we do, right? So what is the alternative to being addicted to urgency? Well, I think that it's pretty clear that the, the alternative is being driven by what's most important. And what is most important is only can only be assessed by how it relates to my values and my my plans and if we're going to have a plotting deliberate work which is sufficiently focused right so it has those has that focus and that motivation without requiring us to set our hair on fire every time or sacrifice the quality of the finished product um what we're going to need is a heaping scoop of faith and that that's what's going to drive us to, to go slow and steady and, and focus on what is the next most important thing and not just on the thing that is saying, here, here, I'm urgent. It's a matter of faith. It's a matter of faith. And I say it requires faith because one of urgency's addicting qualities is that it simulates progress. And I use that word simulate on purpose. Urgency simulates progress. because And you can procrastinate by doing something that's urgent instead of something that's important. Because, you you know, like uh, for me, I um, I don't like making phone calls. I, I just, I don't like talking on the phone. It's, it's weird. You can't see the person. I don't understand the technology. It's weird. So I, I'm not a big fan of making phone calls. So I kind of have to... <laughs> get myself pumped up to make some phone calls. And sometimes, admittedly, I will procrastinate on making calls I need to make. And so I'll check my email, right? This is a big way to to try to find something urgent to do as a means of procrastinating about something that's important. And someone would be like, hey, can you help me with this? Oh, better tackle this. This is the most important thing we work on because this person just asked me. It wasn't important to them. They didn't care if I got to it next week or whatever. And it's not the most important thing to me. I need to make the phone call. But I want, I'm looking for something urgent to do so that I don't have to do the thing I know that I should do. And, and when I do that urgent thing, I answer that email, I have this sense of simulated progress. So I say, at least I'm doing something. I'm being productive today. This is great. I answered all these emails. Meanwhile, the thing I was supposed to do just sits there on the corner of my desk, my task list, undone. And I say, there's just too much going on today. Had to, had to do these other things. Had to put out some fires today. Had to put out some fires. Um, and that's not good because you're going to feel like you're moving, but it doesn't mean you actually are. And those who are addicted to urgency, you're actually just kind of jogging on the treadmill. A lot of times you're not making progress, real progress towards those goals that actually matter, that you actually value that are actually, like I said, in line with the scriptures, you're just doing whatever random next thing comes to you. And that's not great. You want to be moving in the right direction. And and so I think faith-filled plodding is what we need. Just where, where 
you you set your eyes on the the work before you, but you've put the time and the focus into it, and and you're walking away satisfied each day that with what you were able to do in the time that was allotted for you, right? That that's what it looks like. Where you you, you say, okay, I I'm gonna set my priorities, I'm gonna set my values, I'm gonna set my goals in line with Scripture and what I what I believe the Lord has for me, and I'm gonna say no sometimes to these things that are urgent but not important, or I'm gonna set them aside and give them their rightful place in my prioritization so that I can do the things that I believe are most important for me to do. And that, my friends, requires faith because it is hard when the urgent thing comes up and it demands your attention. It's hard to say no to that. But you have to trust that in the long run, if you plod faithfully in doing the next most important thing each day, you will make progress, meaningful progress, and not just be spinning your wheels, knocking random tasks off of a random list. You have to just trust that if you put in the time, you put in the focus, you put in the energy on the right things, uh, and for the right reasons, that you will keep heading in the right direction. And that will please God. And I'll just say this, it's a much better way to live. I struggle with this myself, with with looking for um, urgent things to do to try to drive me forward instead of forming a plan and just kind of executing on it little by little each day. But when I do, when I when I do try to live faithfully and and focus on what really is important, it's just this fret-free living. You show up, you put in the time, you put in the work, and things get a little bit closer to the goal, a little bit more down the line, and you're heading in the right direction. Instead of going in all these ways and not really being sure, did I actually do anything that mattered today? Or did I just do things that were urgent and demanding my attention? This is just such a, a critical thing, and this is really just a uh, a basic of productivity in general, but it's absolutely essential for Christians. Don't be addicted to urgency. Don't keep taking the pill. If you find that that you're feeling that, hey, I'm like way too reliant on urgent things to actually get things, get something done, I think that that's an indication that you might be being motivated by the wrong things. And so I would just encourage you to, to, to pray, to think about that, to reflect on uh why you're doing what you're doing, right? Do a little self-examination. Am I doing this because I just care about my reputation? Like, why is it that I need to be motivated by this? Um, And think on that and ask for the Lord's help. Well, that's all I have for you this week. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Redeeming Productivity Show. I, again, am your host, Reagan Rose, and I hope that you will join us again here next week. We release new episodes every Monday, and there is also every Wednesday a new blog post over on redeemingproductivity.com. And if you like this kind of stuff, I would encourage you to sign up for our newsletter. If you go to redeemingproductivity.com slash newsletter, you can sign up. And every Wednesday, you'll see what's new from the blog and from the podcast. And you get a little bit of exclusive content where you just kind of share some updates. And on Fridays, you'll be part of a feature called Reagan's Roundup. And I even drew a little lasso picture for it um, because that's awesome. And that's just kind of probably five, six, seven links from around the web and things 
things that I think will help you in your journey to becoming a more productive Christian. So you'll want to check that out. That's the Redeeming Productivity newsletter, and you can get that at redeemingproductivity.com slash newsletter. Well, let me leave you with this. In whatever you do, do it well and do it all to the glory of God. I'll see you next week.